0: All right, three, two, one, action. All right, what is up, guys? So I just found out that Our mics are separate entities, and that's why I've been so quiet lately, and I hate everything.
1: It is not that he's a quiet person. It's just we've been having technical difficulties, so who would have thought that? I genuinely thought we
0: would be on the same track, and I should have read the manual. (laughs) It's just... Nobody reads the manual. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, this is the first two beers deep to be actually recorded on... um, itunes while we've been on it so that, you know that's awesome that's that was honestly like a, a, the first victory for me with thoughts from the bench was oh yeah just being on itunes and i know that it's not like this big deal because <laughs> my grandmother could get on itunes but hey we got a, a 11 views this week and that uh got me excited so
1: yeah i mean we're official dude i mean yeah, that's official per- was like, i mean come on <laughs> it hey uh, hey God. we're we're now available for everyone to listen to and enjoy mm-hmm. and
0: now as greg words it we have to say things like Please subscribe and write a review. Five
1: stars. Technically, we don't have
0: sponsors yet, so you don't have to do it yet, but we'd really appreciate you to subscribe and five stars. And if you don't figure out how to do it because there's only 11 people listening to this, just text me, and I'll do it on your own phone for you because that's the kind of guy I am. Is Uh, that a good way to spin that? You're so sweet. (laughs) It's a good way to spin
1: it. Although, to be fair, any potential sponsors, please give us a shout-out at thoughtsfromthebench.com, and then we will gladly reciprocate.
0: So let's start off with saying, you know, go back, listen to episode one. We do apologize for the audio. I'm going to have Chance back on, but episode one had Chance from Keep Pittsburgh Dope. Mm-hmm. I will have Chance back on to redeem himself not only on the podcast, but in Madden, because all I do is work Chance in Madden day well, in and day first out. First off,
1: you were a jerk on that, because he had the Cleveland Browns and you were the Falcons. Don't go forth or die, bro. Oh, my God. Um,
0: And then the second episode is with Pittsburgh rapper Mars Jackson, um, who absolutely, they both murdered it.
1: I was super Mm -hmm. happy with the
0: way those went, and I think those were both guiding lights to what we could
1: do here on Two Beers Deep. Mars is officially my new favorite person now. Yeah, you guys geeked out about wrestling Uh, for a long time. (laughs) I I wish you could have recorded, like, well, you spent probably a good half hour just, like, being idiots and just... I recorded, like, a 45-second thing of you
0: after talking to him about it. (laughs) How'd that go? Well, I mean, I didn't understand the word you were saying, but it went pretty well. I, I mean
1: me and me and him kinda like entertained each other pretty well for it, but I digress.
0: So let's get into it, Greg. Um the first thing that I want to talk about this week is this um in and, and, and just for everybody out there Um Greg and I have not and I gotta stop using the word um. I just thought about the other day. Someone texted me and said, Oh, only eleven ums on Deke Pickham's, that's good.
1: Ha. Ah. Um, <laughs> So. I, no, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Like that was something I remember being in college. They were like, especially in public speaking, they were like, "Do not use the word um." I was so
0: good at it for so long, and then I,
1: I got <laughs> you got lazy. I
0: got yeah. I just started doing sales instead of advertising, and I got rid of it. But all right, so my goal today is to use no ums, and every time I use the word um, I'm going to take a drink of my beer. Ooh. But the first thing I want to talk about is this Houston Rockins. L- Rockets, L.A. Clippers. That's a beer drink.
1: Yeah, that definitely is. That was ugh, that was deserving.
0: <laughs> Houston Rockets, L.A. Clippers incident. Greg, um, do you want to give a little background
1: on the locker room not brawl? <sighs> I, you know what? I, I only know very li- I know very little about it to be honest. I heard like snippets of it, so I kind of I know for a fact that two players definitely went into the locker room. It was Trevor Ariza and I can.
0: Who's the other one? Well, so there were two suspensions, which was Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget the other the other guy right now. It's not important. But the big important thing was that it was like – it all comes down to Chris Paul's leaving. Like when Chris yeah. Paul left the Clippers, there was obviously some animosity. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Austin Rivers shoving a little bit on the court and then Blake Griffin and this mm-hmm. and that. And they got in there and apparently like the way that um – Motherf-
1: This is going to be very entertaining for the record. I'm trying to break
0: it. So the way that Woj put it onto ESPN was that – the players weren't just in the locker room screaming. They got to the door and opened the door, and there was security, and nothing bad actually happened. But the NBA can't just have players going to seek out to fight other players.
1: No, that's – I mean, come on. This is a first-class organization and a first-class league. I mean, you got to be very about that. much so. They are yeah. the
0: representation of American sports. Right.
1: No, absolutely. They're the most popular sport. I can make the argument that they are probably right now the most popular sport in America. I can make the Still the NFL. I mean to, yeah, but it's Money getting... and,
0: and advertising and, and people watching. The reason I like the NBA is for their commissioner and their players, but also it's a, it's a funny thing about both of those is that the NFL for me, it's if I see um, A.J. Green on the street, I wouldn't recognize him. Not that I don't know what he looks like, but when you wear a helmet 95% of the time that I see you,
1: Oh, no, that, I'm the same way. Like, if you would have told me you were an offensive lineman or something, I wouldn't, exactly. I wouldn't yeah. recognize you because yeah. yeah. you're, not, you're not a marketable star. So Mark it's like. Skilbert, I don't think I know what he looks like. But no. if you said, oh, look at that guy over
0: there, that's um, uh, Jonas Falachunas from the. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I recognize his face. Right. And he got dunked on or he did. You know what I mean? The <laughs> NBA. Yeah. Well, they just show their faces more. So, um, no, nah, we're getting horrifically off topic and it's fine. But my. That's my our point podcast, about people. picking, yeah. like, a favorite. Uh, uh, n- I said, ah, uh, but I'm still going to drink for it.
1: You know what would suck is if you had to, like, good. drink every time you said like.
0: i do that word too, and I'm not doing that one right now, but I'm <laughs> going to cut them all out. So the fight for me, a lot of the NBA teams have been getting into fights. Um, a follow the other night. Um, there was another one recently, which I can't remember, but what are your takes on NBA players fighting on the court?
1: fighting on the court, And I,
0: not like malice in the palace fighting, but what Okay, regarding? I was
1: going to say yeah. like let, let's not go down that road. That was like a big outlier right there. Um it, it's it's hard for me to to kind of quantify because I am a hockey fan, so I'm used to fights. I mean, I like I those that, fights are True. I will say that. But here's my thing. Um you see it on football. You don't see it much in baseball for the record, but it gets to the point where tensions do escalate.
0: Oh yeah. Of it, it, it's it's
1: a common thing in sports in general. I don't want to see people get into fights because clearly there is a time and place for that. I mean, in terms of being on a court, I'm okay with it at times as long as it's yeah. just like, if it's like light pushing or something and it's just like yelling expletives at you, I'm okay with it. But yeah, when, when you start getting, like, punches being thrown and everything or, or like, you know, benches being well, cleared well, You can't something. be throwing haymakers there in a flaw in the middle of the court because a guy blocked,
0: like, boxed you out. Like, yeah, you might have just, like, whatever it is. And it's a flaw That's just being a baby about it, though. You can't be throwing haymakers. And, honestly, my opinion on that whole thing is if I'm getting someone throwing haymakers at me.
1: You're going to retaliate.
0: Pu- no, not even that. I'm doing exactly what that guy did. I'm putting him in a headlock. And I'm holding on for dear life, Yeah. and he got a suspension too or an ejection too. But it's like, dude, what do you want me? To, you want me to run? No, like I would rather put a guy grab him yeah. until someone can come over. And I don't think he should. I think if you throw a punch, was that the receiver should not get a suspension? Yeah, he was egging him on, but you should. I mean,
1: so the receiver, the receiver should only get it if he retaliates. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, exactly. That
1: that that's understandable. Okay, I think the. But also the big perception is, like, if you get punched on and your first inclination is to grab him, essentially, you could be looked at differently from that point of view because you're like, why does this guy not retaliate? Is he not man enough to do it or oh, something? But I Bud. wouldn't care about that. <laughs> I'd care more about not looking. I
0: mean, I, I honestly, in that whole thing, I get it that a has been in the league longer, but I know his name way more than I don't even know the other guy's name. And it's not a knock on him, but it's like, I know Flawless threw a punch. Yeah. Other guy did what I would have done in that situation. So for mm-hmm. me, I remember a follow for being an idiot.
1: Would you expect that from a flallow?
0: Uh, yeah, anybody I, that's been in the league that long has some frustration they have to work out. I
1: mean, I understand frustration, but you would think if you've been in the league that long, you would kind of have a more even keeled temper. Um, I would expect it from a rookie because obviously they're new and they're kind of like learning the culture and everything, or even from like a second, maybe third-year player. But, I do know, has Flau, been there for a while.
0: Yeah, but he's probably also angry about all the young bucks coming in. He was a good high school player.
1: He was. So, yeah, oh, man. he's probably angry that all these kids are coming in and
0: are better or whatever. I, I don't know how to <laughs> get into it. But, um, speaking of basketball, I did get to go see Warriors Golden – or the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. How And I want how to awesome say right that? now, I have never been – at a sporting event where i was more impressed with something than the golden state warriors
1: just because of how they play as a team or just because of you know well first off i mean going to an nba game there's like a big culture shock difference i want to say because i i prefer the college game in my okay, opinion yeah, this is yeah, this yeah. is my perception because i i'm a big i'm a big believer that colleges at least prioritize defense so when i'm watching an nba game and i see this it's kind of like I mean, are they really trying? But yeah, it,
0: that's a good argument, and, and the way that I would combat that is that I don't know if colleges really prioritize defense, other than that maybe Kansas only has one guy that's NBA <laughs> shooting well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not that they don't prioritize. That's a good defense, argument, but, actually. But there's certain teams that only have like like all right, the Oklahoma team um, with Trey Trey Young. Trey Young. He's gonna that be a top five pick,
1: by the way. But we're gonna get into that like is, long he is, time from but now. Like,
0: no one else on his team. Is gonna be crazy high like him. Right. So when you when you play defense against them, shut down Trey Young, and mm. that's oh they played great defense. It, All right. I mean, if you're really gonna play the Bucks, <laughs> are you not gonna shut down the Greek freak? Like fair it, enough. And it's just it, for me, I get the whole conversation of defense, but it's more of a unit of a bunch of athletic guys that aren't that great at basketball. Mm-hmm. You get to the pros. In this NBA, it's super hard to play defense.
1: That is very true. Really,
0: with the fouls and, and the smack talk of of getting
1: technicals about saying anything. Unless you have a culture that's built around defense, I want to say. Who or you are have, you referring to? Because, honestly, Golden State plays great defense. I, I actually can't agree with you on that. Golden State plays great defense. That's it, something that not a lot of people look at. Yeah. But it, I think Steve Kerr actually prioritizes that a lot. Very
0: much so. And I think it's not so much like this hard-hitting Defense that we instantly think of um, for the 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 bash or not the um, the the Pistons. Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Wallace and Rasheed. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, uh, no, no, Ben no, ben, and, ben and Ben and Rasheed. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, well, not so much them. I'm thinking of. Um, I can't think of the actual code name for them. The ones that played Jordan, the bad bad boys. Uh, bad boys. Thank you. The bad boys. Gee, I was thinking a bad company. You the bash a, Brothers. You deserve a drink for that, by the uh, way.
1: I will take one for this. Yeah, you deserve that. Um, but I. I appreciated that NBA style because I could at least look at it and I saw okay they got in your face and I'm actually a big believer that the NBA back in the 80s was a lot more physical and they were a lot more lenient with their fouls than they are now. Oh, very much so. I, I think it. I think now it's more about you know being protective of the players, which I can kind of get, but you know to an extent like as as someone who enjoys in a who's someone who who does enjoy basketball. I just prefer seeing a highly competitive game and that's what I get from the college than I do more yeah, from the NBA.
0: I guess for me as a basketball fan, I enjoyed the intermediate of the two. Mm-hmm. So the bad boys was too much for me. Really? Okay. The reason being it you're gonna so Michael Jordan drove the lane, my job is to wrap him up, throw him on the ground. You know what I mean? Like it, it right. wasn't they played good defense, but it wasn't defense in the way that it's tactical. It was defense in the way that I'm bigger than you, and I'm going to hit you so hard you don't want to do this
1: again. I disagree with you. I think it was more psychological than anything.
0: Well, psychological starts with physical.
1: Right, but the thing is, though, if you can impose your will on someone and you consistently do it, and okay. the do you person- know what you?
0: So you are saying right now
1: All right. that
0: if I can be physically dominant, right, then I get in someone's head. Yes. Okay. That's physical.
1: Right, but, like, yeah, that's but, it's, but, it's, but it's also on the other person to try and retaliate. If the other person isn't willing to kind of combat that or at least stand his ground against it, that dude's in your head.
0: Yeah, okay, you're going up uh, Bill Lambier against Isaiah Thomas if they're on different teams, and Bill Lambier slams Isaiah Thomas off
1: the ground. If Isaiah Thomas would, like, get into his face, and I don't know about throwing haymakers, but if he at least, like, got up there, got into his face, and still tried to go back there, then I know that he's not mentally weak.
0: See, I think I think you are talking about, and I get mentally. So my if you're going to talk to me about mentally, yeah. it's the Fab Five in Michigan. Because oh. Jalen Rose is one of the greatest smack talkers ever because mm-hmm. he would do research and he would call people that he knew at a certain school and find out information about people and be like, that was a great, oh, who's he dating? Who's his mom? Who's this and that? That was a
1: great I, film, I by the way. I just think there's, there's,
0: now they can, they can bounce off and correlate, but for physical dominance versus mental dominance, you're looking at... Um, Kevin Garnett versus Shaq. Shaq is the most physically dominating player in the NBA ever. I mean, the argument there is LeBron and and, uh, Kareem maybe, but I think it's Shaq.
1: No, I I completely agree there. Shaq, like, in terms of his size but also his skill. Yeah, yeah. But then if you're talking – so there was a moment where um,
0: Kevin Garnett said he saw Beyonce at a gym once, and she was singing while she ran. Huh. And he asked her, he's like, why do you do that? She's like, oh, so when I'm on stage dancing – I'm good. And he goes, oh. So he started singing while he ran so he could smack talk while running back on a defense or offense. Like, it, Kevin Garnett was a, a psychological guy. Like, the 90s guys, Kobe was psychological. Kobe didn't, oh, he didn't oh, bash absolutely. you in the block. He was psychological. That's why I like my perfect time frame for basketball isn't really, like, the 80s time because that was pretty rough. It's not today because you can't really defend anyone. But for me, if you look at the perfect time, it's that that 90s basketball, that, that early, early 2000, not too much into it. But, like, I loved Tim Duncan there because sometimes the best offense for psychological was to do nothing. And Tim Duncan got in everyone's head because it was like, how is this guy just better than me? Like, he didn't have to say anything. It's like, how is this guy just better than me at basketball?
1: Well, that's also kind of the argument for, like, how do I stop this guy? which is definitely something that you see a lot in this NBA. Oh, very true, yeah. So I, I can kind of see your argument. But I'm I, sorry, we got way off topic when you were talking nah, about the Golden State all. Warriors. Not so like, all. what was it about the Warriors that just impressed you so much? So it much? was that
0: uh, the first thing that I noticed, one, was um everything they did I thought was going to work out. And, like, that doesn't happen very often because uh, – so the games that I've been to, and I'll tell you the games basketball-wise I've been to, I've been to Lakers-Knicks three years ago when – Kobe was hurt, and Swaggy P was out.
1: I'm still jealous you got to go to Madison Square Garden, Yeah, it was so.
0: beautiful. But it was basically Carmelo Anthony, Jose Calderon.
1: This was pre-Chris um, So it was all Melo just doing jump uh, shots from the Mello, point. And Melo
0: was an amazing player to watch. So I saw that.
1: This I was saw, before Hoodie Melo, by the way, just saying.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> saw um, Kobe's Lakers play his final season against the Cavs, which is my first time seeing LeBron in person. He is a menacing human. But Kobe going away, uh, obviously uh, – Brandon Ingram was there, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle. Or not Brandon. Yeah, No, B.I. was there. Um, okay. But Kobe, just he just looked very much of a shell of himself, but I'm, I'm gracious to see a shell of what he was. Um, right.
1: At least you got to see him, though. That's, exactly. That's the whole point.
0: I've seen the Lakers last year play against the Wizards, which it got a pretty close game. This was around um, probably February. And John Wall was the best player in that game by far. Bradley Beal was fun to watch, too, and I yeah. love Martin Gortet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've seen the Cavs play the Magic earlier this year in October when the Magic blew them out, which was super weird. But I love. Yeah, that is weird. One of my favorite players right now. Not, I guess I can't say favorite players. One of my favorite young guys is Jonathan Isaac out of um, oh,
1: FSU. he's so good defensively. Yeah, he's it, got he's got a lot. Talented. He's got a lot to work on with his like actual scoring, but I think he could be a great future All Star. Yeah, right
0: I, now. I really enjoyed just watch Elf, him and Alfred Payton like. Mm-hmm. They they're not your conventional. They're not going to take someone to the finals. But they're no. they're good pieces. Yeah. So and when they beat the Cavs, um, that was fun. And then I've seen uh, now the Golden State Warriors versus LeBron, and I can't even say the Cavs because you know what? It did work. It threw up I think three lobs for, um, Ali Oops And it, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it, man, it there's not a shot that Clay, Steph, and Kevin put up that you don't at least think. All right, well, that's going in. What's the score going to be? Mm-hmm. Draymond's shot in real life is a weird. Like, his shot on TV is weird, but his, his shot doesn't always look like it's going in. Stephen Clay and Durant. Sh- like, Durant is by far the weirdest physical specimen I've ever seen. He's tall um, and
1: lanky. I even remember when he was coming out that the well, he's big the knock. the size of Dirk. Yeah, and the big knock on him was that he couldn't, you know, he wasn't. Couldn't bench the bar. He couldn't bench the bar, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, though, like, if you have this skill, I mean, what does it matter if you're physically better? If you can shoot, the yeah, and out, I think out like, of
0: Texas, no one, no one knew if he—I mean, he did—but no one knew yeah. if he was gonna be this good. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that he could go down as the greatest scorer in NBA history, and, and the only reason that I think that could happen is because he's seven foot. Right, he's a seven
1: foot small forward, and he should be a shooting guard tradition. I mean, I'm happy he got his ring, but I wish he would have done it in Oklahoma City. That's just me.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, personally, after James Harden left, I didn't mind that team blowing up. If that makes sense? Yeah. Because no, I, 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 I love that first year when it was like, wow, the sixth man of the year is James Harden. Look where he is now. Yeah. Look where Russ is now.
1: Russ is in a, I think Russ is in a bad place. I, don't I know do. What, I don't know what's going on with Russ this year.
0: Like, he is. He just had his hand hurt. Yeah. Um, he just, he got eye poked in last game.
1: I think it's also kind of the idea that, okay, you just averaged a triple-double and had an incredible MB, MVP year. I mean, what more can you do other than try and win a championship? Yeah, no, very I think true. I think it's also kind of the idea that, hey, I have Paul George and Mello with me, and I have a pretty deep lineup around here too. I feel like I don't have to do much.
0: All right, so I do want to say something that I literally – this is um, Thursday the
1: eighteenth, I think.
0: Yes. At seven o'clock at night. I just got the update. Way to
1: get your calendar right, by the way.
0: NBA All Star Rosters twenty eighteen.
1: Oh boy, this is gonna the be fun. The captains.
0: Wait, are doing a draft this year? But wait,
1: hang on. Is this still a fan vote? Because like, if it is, then I think so. I'm gonna poke so many holes in this Let's when I get I this. Scroll down to the list.
0: But basically, the captains. Let's go. Steph Curry and LeBron James.
1: Okay, I'm I'm cool with it. Very excited about that. Yeah, All right, I'm I have, cool with that. So
0: um, here's a couple of the other names in here. I don't have everybody's, but aside from Curry and James, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis, Draymond Green were the leading vote-getters out of the West. While Kyrie Irving, DeMar DeRozan, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid were the leaders out of the East.
1: Okay. um, Let me go with the East first. I am so happy DeMar DeRozan is finally getting – the respect that he deserves, at least in this sense, yeah, because I, I hey, like the the, the rat the Raptors are now, so good this year.
0: I'm pretty sure that Damian Lillard
1: deserve. Yeah, he's gonna have. So some- I, yeah. and, and we don't have
0: the full <laughs> list, and this and that, and this and that. But for me, there was something where Damian Lillard the past two years have been left out of the um the the uh, All Star game conversation, and he's by far the I think you can put him at number three point guard for me right now, behind Over- Steph and Kyrie. Number four being Chris Paul.
1: Okay. No, no, I mean, like, I, I don't have the list off the top of my head right now, so I can't really argue that, but... Well, I'm just saying, in the NBA currently, it,
0: for me, it's Steph, Kyrie,
1: Dame, Chris Paul. I don't understand why Dame is so underappreciated. Because like, Portland's I, never going to do anything? Yeah, um, but that's... but You th- shouldn't be knocked just because of the fact that you are the franchise for this team. And especially, like... Well, I that's Patrick Ewing... Yeah. First Kobe Bryant. or or I mean. But at Patrick least but Ewing at least versus... Ewing Ewing was like at least looked at as, you know, an elite guy. And I don't know if it was because of the niche. See, I don't status. know if he was then though.
0: I didn't watch I mm. you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I, fair enough, fair enough. because yeah. when we go back to it, I think Dame is gonna be put up there in conversations with um Dominique Wilkins, wasn't he there? Yeah. I, yeah, uh, Clyde Drexler. I'm sorry, oh. that's who I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, wrong. okay, Excuse yeah, me. yeah. Clyde he's Drexler. He's gonna be put up there with Clyde Drexler and he's gonna be put up there with um, the Marcus Aldridge, who obviously I wish Aldridge would
1: have stayed. I wish so, too. Um, I think him and Lillard would have at least gotten to that next level together if he would have stayed. But, I mean, it, you can't go wrong with going to pop. I mean, he's no, the best coach no. in the NBA. No, so I said I'm there. um there. <laughs> um, again. Oh, they're far. Like.
0: So let's get into the championship rounds for football. Who is your Super Bowl right now?
1: Right now? Yeah. Uh... Right now, it's Patriots and Vikings. Do you see Tom Brady's hand? I didn't see it. I heard about the incident, but I didn't see how bad it was. What
0: was the incident that you heard of? Because I, I honestly, I saw the picture. I didn't hear anything about it. I yet. just
1: know that he messed it up in practice somehow. Dude, it is, it is swollen. How swollen are we talking?
0: I mean, significantly. To the point where like, I thought to myself,
1: wow, that
0: is bad. And Tom's going to do what Tom always does, and that's perfectly fine. But I think
1: it's going to impede
0: the deep ball to Bernie Cooks strongly.
1: Well, here's my thing, though. How often do you think he would even throw the deep ball for this defense? Because
0: I – I mean, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Le'Veon Bell. Very true. But that, yeah, I very true, but that, like that's, that, but that's a
1: step up, though, in talent when it comes to receivers true. when it comes to Very that, true. Though. I think
0: talent-wise, Bernie Cooks is above Martavis Bryant, not – I think – I honest, Le'Veon Bell is probably a better receiver than Martavis – or than uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh,
1: yeah, that's a, would, good, that's a good statement, actually. I, I think, think
0: Le'Veon be... Bell would be a number two on a lot of teams and number one on a majority of teams as a receiver. Yeah,
1: Le'Veon Bell basically – no, not Le'Veon Bell. Some, a, <laughs> Antonio Brown basically schooled A.J. Boy last week. Oh, 180 like, catch schooled, was one of the best I've ever schooled seen. Schooled A.J. Boy. It but, was amazing. And Boy was an all-pro this year, so that me, says a lot. If you can rush four, you're going to win.
0: That's how the Denver Broncos won. They didn't – Bring a blitz package with seven guys or mm-hmm. or six guys. They they rushed four guys and got to the quarterback.
1: Right, their and their linebackers are so athletic that they don't really need to. I would be scared out of my mind to see Telvin Smith and Miles Jack drop into coverage. I mean I could see Puzzlezny I mean, being like a spy or something, but Gronk like, is Gronk, but I know we talked about this in the past and there's a
0: short list of guys that I think could cover Gronk. Um no, it wasn't I'm sorry. This was this weekend. I had a couple guys and we talked about a short list. And I'd like to go over this with you because I can't remember all the names, so I'd like to get your opinion, of guys that we think could cover Gronk not the whole way down the field, but like on a slant route or something like that. So
1: you're you're specifically referring to guys who would be like middle linebackers or box
0: safeties? Well, okay. So we're going to start at middle linebackers to anybody. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think there's a couple corners that could cover him, and yeah, obviously... I love Patrick Peterson. I love Sherm, I love Cam. All those guys. But we're talking about guys that like would be put on Gronk. Okay. That could cover Gronk. Okay. Now the one guy that I said probably could is, um, Mother Stinker. What's the team? I just uh, uh um Oakland Raiders.
1: Oh, uh, thank you,
0: Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, son of a gun. And I do not even need you on that. I said Khalil Mack dropping back in coverage. Could – his coverage skills aren't great. I understand that. Right. But physical to physical, he has a chance to shoot at Gronk. I said other guys, I, I think Shazier could in his healthiest oh, prime. absolutely. Um, uh, who are you looking at? Because I think Merciless out of Houston might have a chance just being a physical beast that he is. See, but that's... he's not the great coverage guy. And, and the other one that I tossed up that I think is the best one by far, mm-hmm. um, Luke Kuechly.
1: I think Keekly yeah, has the best chance
0: to cover him. I, th- I Just athlete to athlete being a good coverage
1: guy. Okay, I can see that. Um, my big thing is if I'm looking at guys who are going to cover grunk, I'm not going to look at edge rushers.
0: Not, yeah, not, and that's not, why not, not,
1: is wrong, I know. but No, 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 no. And I'm not saying like physically-wise I think you could stand up to him, but it's more of like if I'm going to pick someone to cover grunk, I want someone who is good at coverage skills. Yeah. But, you know, I mean they don't have to be necessarily like a great pass rusher but they can be someone who can match up with him physically. Yeah. Um I agree with you that I think Shazier could probably man up with him, which which really sucks cuz I think that Shazier was turning into an all-pro this year before his injury, so I yeah. I agree with that. Um I'm looking at kind of the guys that that he's going to be playing with. I'm thinking about the Jaguars right now. You know what? There's a chance Either, I don't know if it's Telvin Smith or Miles Jack, but one of those two could actually do pretty well with him. I Jack
0: think. might be able to. I
1: think Jack might be able to, actually. I, I'm not saying... I mean, in terms of physicality, he might not be up there, but in terms of speed, I think he could handle yeah. it. Yeah, um, very true. I would... One of the reasons that I think if they played the Vikings in the Super Bowl, that they would be challenged by that, because you have Anthony Barr and Harrison Smith. I love Harrison Smith. I love Harrison Smith, I love Harrison Smith too. I... I don't know about like because first off it would be screwed because he wouldn't have someone in the back. Although um, Hendejo, Sedejo, Sadejo C- yeah. would be a good guy to keep in the back right there. But I think Harrison Smith could do could cover Gronk very well actually. And also if you bring Harrison Smith up to cover Gronk, I have no issues with the secondary being covered because you got Rhodes taking care of Brandon Cooks, you got Hendejo taking Where care of. Where do you the put Ro- Rhodes? I put Rhodes on Cooks. No, I mean uh, top five corners.
0: In the game. Do you oh, put him top five? Do you, wow Because I, I So uh, he's a different monster though, because he covers the best receiver, right? Yes. He doesn't Sherm. Yes, Z- I got Xavier into this Rhodes. argument this weekend about how like I don't and I I think Sherm is an all time talent. Yes. But that Patrick Peterson by far has been the best corner in the NFL for a long time. Right. Because he covers right the
1: best. Right. Richard Sherman, the big knock on him, has always been they play cover, so they don't And I guess that's a lot defensive coordinator.
0: Because if that I is, that it, is it
1: really if I want the right side of the field shut down, I'm putting
0: Sherman over there. So line up everybody you want on the left side, but guess what? You ain't throwing over here. Versus, oh, you have Julio Jones. Well, he's out this game.
1: Yeah, I remember a couple times when Sherman was actually matched up with the top receivers. I think uh, I saw him go up against Des Bryant. Bryant actually did pretty well against him. Uh, Bryant's he's a, a weird all-world talent.
0: Definitely one of the better wide receivers that I've ever seen in my life, but also. I don't know I just he, sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. Very ocho cinco TO-ish.
1: I earlier years, yes. Right now he's kinda calmed down. I think when he's it comes done. to I think he's really done. Man, look at this season. He's been butt I think it's more of the fact that the Cowboys doo-doo! philosophy <laughs> I think the Cowboys philosophy Doo doo Oh my god, <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I think the Cowboys philosophy, yes, they have been doo doo. I will that. admit that. Yes. I hate the Cowboys just as much as you do, so calm the fuck down. But they, suck. they do suck. But I would have. I like Zeke though. I'd Sorry, go ahead. That's Sorry. The thing, Sorry. Okay, I'm done. My mic's off. My mic's turning off. Okay, go. Oh goddamn it! Uh, so I say that they kind of realized that in order to preserve a quarterback, like they saw Romo get beat up so bad that they have to build an O line. And when they saw they had a great O line, they were like, okay, let's use it to our advantage. Let's get a good running back behind him, and then have our entire offense built through. As dominance.
0: much as I agree, Des Bryant's red zone targets have gone down, and he has been the one of the tier. Uh, and wide receivers in the red zone lately. And that's where I see his – I don't want him to do for like 140 yards a game, but But he's a red zone target. But here's the thing,
1: though. In the red zone, if you're looking at it with the Cowboys, aren't you going to kind of lean more towards either giving it to Zeke or possibly maybe rolling out the tight end?
0: No, I mean, that's very true. But when your tight end is Jason Witten and he retires – which, Which I, he hasn't yet. Obviously, I don't know when
1: the hell he's going to retire for the He, might never, retire, he so. might never retire. He might never retire. So, Greg, you pick the Patriots. Yeah, as much as I love the Jaguars, I love their defense. I love Jalen Ramsey's smack talk, but I don't trust Blake Bortles. So, the way you got to look at it for me, because in my Deke Pickhams, I did pick Jacksonville. Did um, you really?
0: Mostly just for fun. Oh, my but God. But really, traditionally, the reason that I picked Jacksonville is one, they'll put Tom Brady in the face of pressure, which the Steelers can't do.
1: Right, and the other thing, too, is I think that you've proven this year that Tom Brady is getting rattled much more than he has. Oh, recently. their line's not that good. No, their line's not good at all.
0: Um, so I think they'll shut down the rushing game. I think they have a chance to shut down the, the bootleg passing game for the wide receiver, or mm. uh, the running backs, excuse me. And also, the big difference for me is that Belichick's code is shut down their best option. So if they if it was the Steelers this weekend, they'd shut down Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, but the problem um, is that you would also have Antonio Brown that you would have. Well, that's the big series. problem with yeah. the Steelers.
0: The problem for me in this offense, though, it really Leonard Fournette is a once in a year talent for me. He is an Adrian Peterson type player. I I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I think he's going to be by
1: far the best draft pick from that season. I think he's going to have a better career than Zeke. I do. What's, I think what's really great about that is that. The Jaguars have, I would assume, an average O-line, in my opinion. But yet, for net mixing. Well, number- now all they've got to do is work on the O-line. Because yeah, and- for
0: me, their quarterback like, – and I don't think Blake Bortles is good. I don't think he's – He did some things. I mean, he might be the – I think he's better than Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, absolutely. But the thing about Blake Bortles is all he has to do is not get a turnover. And honestly, the coach would rather him take a sack. Then a turnover, and as everyone would. So if he takes a sack, okay. So they get the first ball
1: sack done, four, three and out, whatever. Right. I trust their defense. I did too. So I, I, I just, you know what? It's an interesting game plan, but I, I'm telling you, until someone proves me wrong, I'm going with Belichick. And yeah, Bree. that's
0: very true. So all right, let's talk about the other matchup, the, uh, the, uh, Eagles Jeff and Fisher, the, the, I No, I was saying <laughs> Jeff the Jeff Fisher, Fisher. Bowl, Yeah. No, I knew it was the Eagles Vikings in. I knew who the quarterbacks were, but I wanted to say the term to the oh, Jeff Fisher I, I love Bowl. you for that. <laughs> so we got Jeff that. Fisher Bowl, man, and Case Keenum came out there in a press conference and said, all of you who predicted back in the day that this would be a Nick Foles-Case Keenum um, championship, you know, good for you. That's a joke, and man. <sighs> That's not a lot right So there. <laughs> when Case came out of Houston, uh, John Gruden saw his talent and said, man, you you just need the right system. You need the right coach, and you're going to be a stellar quarterback. And, and he got Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating because he was a top tier out of Houston, but a lot of people gunned him for being a running gun, blah, blah, yada, right. yada, yada. Case has been by far the most improved quarterback I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh, I, I can agree with that. I mean, you got you have two. First off, I mean, he's let's talk about the talent he has around him. Yeah. Okay, You have an average running back behind you. I mean, if Dalvin Cook was there— it, even be yeah, issue. I like
0: Murray. He's he's a thousand yard runner, but he's
1: nothing. He's nothing game really, changing, right? You have two of you, even to your credit, right there. Two of the top receivers right now. The and second best duo in the NFL, yeah, Uh stuff.
0: maybe third behind Momo Sunu and Julio Jones. Yeah, who I think is two and Antonio Brown. And well, Antonio Brown, <laughs> Antonio Brown's one by himself. I mean, so you could put Levy on Bell. You could put Martavis behind. You could put Juju Smith-Schuster. Really. Antonio Brown and someone else that can catch a ball is yeah. the best receiver duo in football. Right. So Julio and Mumo, I like him, but at the end of the day, I think Thielen and Diggs are number three. I don't think there's anybody competing. They could be anywhere between one and three for me, and I'm yeah. okay.
1: And you got you got that right there. And then you have an underappreciated tight end in Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, is I love the, Kyle Rudolph
0: is the Jason Witten of this offense. He's the Heath Miller. He's the um all other. He's the Antonio Gates. He's the Tony Gonzalez. He yeah. is The focal point of tight end attacking, which means,
1: oh, my God, everyone's covered. I need to dink and dunk. (laughs) I I do. I I like their offense. And the fact that he has, first off, he has two great receivers. He has an underappreciated tight end. Their O-line they rebuilt in the offseason, so you didn't know what to expect from them. Very true. I give them a lot of credit. That was funny because the the Vikings, the Packers, and the Lions – all
0: switched offensive linemen. You're right, yeah. That was weird because Lang went to the Lions. Lang went to the Lions. And I, I don't remember much about the rest of them, but I knew Lang was a big part. But they mm. all they all kind of switched up their linemen. Right, right,
1: right, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Just did. Uh, so, no, give us your analysis. Who do you got, Greg? Uh, Well, looking at it, if I'm gonna be looking at the offenses, and first off, I can't do quarterbacks in this case because it's Foles and Keenum. So it's it, granted. I'm not trying to knock them or anything because they've had hell of a seasons. But I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at their strengths. When I look at the Vikings, I see a complete team. I see a balanced offense, and I see a fantastic defense. When I yeah. look at the Eagles, I see a great defense. I see a defensive line that scares me just because of how much rotating they could do. And Go back to Treasure Island. Oh, Dodgeball. Hey! I got one! Oh, my God. I was was
0: thinking about that movie, and I was like, man, like, all right, so let's think of a tough quote from that movie, because there's... so many good quotes. There I mean, are great. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I open. Speaking a video of, speaking though. of underappreciated. For anybody movies. that hasn't listened to the podcast before, every time you open a beer, you have to name a movie quote, and the other person has to guess
1: that movie quote. And again. I get screwed every time because I'm an idiot. I so, just, yeah. dude.
0: We honestly need to. I think our goal for this week to next week is to just you and I alone. Nobody needs to be a part of this, and neither we don't need to be a part of this. Just come up with movie quotes because <laughs> Greg and I will sit here and finish a beer before we come up with a movie quote In nine times out of ten I'm quoting Space Jam and not that Space Jam, Space Jam is Space one of the top Space five movies of all God, time exactly yeah but it's annoying man like, well oh. I mean
1: I mean if, if eventually we're going
0: to run out of words in Space
1: Jam that is true alright so Vikings Eagles who you got okay uh like I said, I'm looking at their strengths, and when I see the Eagles, I see a defensive line that's nasty because they can rotate so well. Yeah. And that, I would be terrified of that from the Patriots because of the fact that you can have so many fresh bodies rushing you. But in the end, I'm going to be looking at the offense. And if I had to do it, I don't see anything on the Eagles that scares me. I I, I don't see it. I like Zach Ertz. I get it. Their running game is okay. Jay is not really the elite guy that – we thought he could be in Miami. I yeah. think they just rotate their backs too much to essentially have a feature guy right now. I like Legarrette Blunt, but I'm going with the Vikings, and I'm expecting a wow. Viking. I'm going. I'm expecting a Vikings Patriots Super Bowl.
0: Now, that's. I mean, that's not far off. Man. I. I really.
1: Everyone thought it was going to be Saints Super Bowl. I, I'm the one who said that I thought the Saints should be in the Super Bowl. I even on last week's recording that we tried to do. I even said that the Saints are the most complete team right now in the NFL. If it wasn't for yeah. the Minnesota Hail Mary, then, hell, they'd be in it right now. What a play that was, man. I would have picked the Saints to beat the Eagles, too. Just saying. Really? I would have, yeah. Absolutely would have. But no since it's the Vikings, I'm going to say Vikings would beat the Eagles. For me, I, I'm
0: in agreement with you. I think it's going to be um, – I, I I hope and I think it's going to be a Case Keenum versus Bleak Bortles Super Bowl. And the reason being, it's nothing knocking the Eagles. It really isn't, because I think the Eagles have played tremendous. I think the Eagles team as a whole is elite. Mm -hmm. But when you have a team like Minnesota
1: that has a a better defense. um, I want to say this right now. If Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback for the Eagles, I would pick them. Oh,
0: by far.
1: I would. And I'd
0: be rooting for them to get the Patriots.
1: Me too, because I think Carson Wentz would be the next guy to take over for Brady because I, I yep. like him a well lot. Uh, Ooh. okay okay I'm sorry I shouldn't have backtracked well that, so I mean the,
0: the problem with me in that conversation and that's not a bad statement but yeah. for Brady he is not this I'm gonna like yeah, you give Brady a minute and he's on his own 20 I, he's gonna score he's yeah but screwed. Brady for me isn't gonna do things that will lose him a game too he's just that genius like for me Carson Wentz is very much Drew Brees ish
1: like I can I'm, agree with I'm that, I'm going to do things that might lose us the game. But at least I'm going to try. But if we win, I'm a superhero. I like that. Carson Wentz is essentially a bigger Drew Brees because yep. he has the mentality of Drew Brees. Yup. Yeah.
0: So, really, Greg, what it comes down to, I'm going with a Jacksonville Vikings Super Bowl. Um, I think I want to see two great defenses. I, I don't hate the Eagles team. I really would enjoy seeing them with Carson Wentz in a Super Bowl for me right now. If you're going to give me one crappy quarterback, give me two crappy quarterbacks.
1: This might just essentially just reset the entire NFL brain trust thinking for years now. I hope so.
0: It's going to be great. (laughs) Greg and I want to talk about the draft, but before we get to the draft, Greg, one thing I forgot. I want to talk to you a little bit about the BPL because uh, Manchester United is about to get Alexis Sanchez and give Mkhitaryan to Arsenal, and Arsenal just signed Aubameyang from Borussia Dortmund. For basically four years, $10 million. I, I hated that deal. But, anyways, Greg. Uh, I mean, Albon
1: Yang, he's been on the block for a long time. What? Now, so. And that's what I was talking to my dad about it. And I was like, yo. Which, by the way, RIP chip, bravo to you for holding up to your end of the bet. So.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. My dad is a. So. For everybody listening, I am a Manchester United fan, have been forever.
1: Unfortunately. Greg is
0: a Southampton fan because he just loves uh, defending and selling things. Hey. And my dad is a Tottenham fan, and when I beat him in fantasy football, I made him wear a Manchester United jersey, and it's my profile picture on Facebook.
1: Poor Chip, but whatever.
0: So, uh, really, him and I were talking about how I think Polshick needs to leave Dortmund. Um There's been rumors about United. There's been rumors about Liverpool. There's been this and that. And he was like, "Why would he leave Dortmund?" And his argument was, "You're playing in the German league, a very quality football league." Right.
1: It's a very. I don't want to say defensive because I think the Premier League is better for that. But yeah. Well, it's a smart league. It's It's a a smart league. Every
0: every team in the German league plays well. Right. But the only—I mean—Bayern owns it every year, and Borussia is always there, but and Leverkusen. But when yeah. it comes down to it, I think by far right now the BPL is the best league in the world. Oh, I—I'm not going to.
1: Yeah, and it either. used to be
0: the Italian league, and then it was the Spanish league, and the Spanish league probably has two of the three top teams in the world. I right. think right now it sits, for me, Bayern, and then between Barcelona and Madrid for the best team on the planet. Okay. Um, Italian has nothing. But my my big knock was that there's no one that stays at Dortmund and turns out to be elite. I mean, Marco Royce injury. Gutze leaves. Lewandowski leaves. Aubameyang is leaving. Gutze comes back, obviously. But right. there's not someone at Dortmund that – I mean, Kagawa left and came back. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, for me right now, if, if Pulshik – and I told this to somebody, I said, if Polshik wants to be the greatest American ever, he can stay at Dortmund and continue his training and continue being on the U.S. team. and He'll still be, still be probably the best American ever. You have to beat Clint Dempsey for me. I love Landon Donovan, but when you look at careers as a whole with everything, it's probably Clint. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough argument. It, it, those Clint, two are Clint, very...
1: Clint at least played in the Premier League and kind of exceeded to a higher level. I well, mean, that was
0: the big argument with Landon. It's like, dude, get away from the MLS. Yeah. I and mean, he did
1: those two stints at Everton, but go! Well, I mean, Tim Howard was the starting goalkeeper at Everton for a long time. Oh, and I, I would, love Tim Howard. I do too, but no, I understand your argument too, and I'm... I completely agree that Pulisic needs to get to that higher level. And don't get me wrong, being an American and playing in in um, in Germany, that's big, especially for Bruce, especially for Borussia Dortmund. That that's one of the best clubs in the world. Yep. We're not knocking them. Now, the, honestly. The, my not.
0: other moment as I, I I told him I was like I don't mind Borussia Dortmund, but the biggest point of them that I loved traditionally was Jorgen Klopp. Okay. I do not want Pulskic to go to Liverpool because I hate Liverpool. But my the only reason that I love Dortmund was because Jorgen Klopp was a great coach. Right.
1: He can do anything with nothing. Okay. Uh, so, and, on to your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he does go to BPL, what's the perfect fit for him? And don't say... No, no. Are no, you going to say the Man United? The perfect
0: fit, no, because Man United smothers... No, I won't say smothers talent, but they take in a lot of young talent. Look at James Wilson. They just sent him out on loan to Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of young guys in United that they keep around. And, and for me, United needs to get back on that tier of elite. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to spend some more money. Okay. I think they need um, a couple guys to step up. And I love Jesse Lindegard, who is kind of a weird guy for me because I would. Rather have
1: a Martial out there, somebody talented, but Jesse Lindegaard scores and he does well. I don't understand like why Martial's like in the doghouse essentially. Because yeah, Martial's like, one of my favorite. Players yeah, I remember when they and, got him from Monaco, and yep. I and you even. But well, that were, was David Moyes' only move. Yeah, it was like one of their big signings, but yep. yet I remember you saying how excited you were for this because this yep. is going to be the next big young guy for you. But yet I don't know what it is, but he just hasn't gotten enough playing time. Hey, that we I have feel too like too many himself.
0: attackers at the moment.
1: Um, I feel like it's just like man, you you just have too much of everything. That you just like have too many mouths to feed. That is essentially like kind of like encompassing you as a
0: whole. I, I, if I was if I was the manager right now, I'd keep Mkhitaryan. I'd get rid of Mata. Um, mm. Juan Mata is is a world talent, mm. but we have guys almost as good that are five six years younger. Yeah. If you're gonna give me a if you're gonna say, hey, you know, give me a place that Polshik has to go that is good for American soccer. I mean, I love there's there's two teams because they're in the essence of like top tier. Okay. It's it's Tottenham or Liverpool. Because you're looking at two quality coaches, two quality systems with weak midfields. That can step up and, and obviously he can play on the outside this and that. But for me, if you're gonna you know twist my arm, I, as much as I hate it, I don't mind him move to Liverpool for him. I don't want him to go to United because I, I as a United fan, I would love to have him. Right. But I understand what they've done with the talent, and I would rather have him be in a program where he will be a focal point.
1: Is it kind of like you being a United fan, you wouldn't mind having him, but as an American fan, you want him to get both that-
0: both for me. But as a USA soccer fan, yeah. I want him to be a first team player. So mm. as a as a as a USA fan, I would love to be like, "Yo, Pulshik's on my team." Right. As a United fan, I'd love to say Pulshik's on my team. But when it comes down to it, is he really going to beat out Herrera or Pogba or Juan Mata or uh, Matic or not, any of those guys? No, not but now. But at no, least. not now. Well, and he could, but I mean, there's a ton of guys in United system. Um, there was a uh, uh, I sound dumb right now. A Belgium guy. I can't think of his name
1: but uh in united system fuck uh
0: yeah long story short juniper um i just don't see united building up their youth and that's not a problem on united because they are one of the topper clubs but when it comes down to it for me is that i want a guy in Polshick down the road that is just quality i want poshick to have the career dempsey had but a better career. I want him to be around forever. I want him to treat
1: the next generation as the next generation. I want him to teach. I want him to play. No. And that's kind of why when you brought up Tottenham, I was intrigued a little bit. Because in terms of American players, they have Cameron Carter Vickers, who yep. is the big like prospect for them, I think, moving forward for them. They did have DeAndre Yedlin, but they sold, but they loaned him to Newcastle and now he's a full-timer there. Um, I mean, granted, it was a big deal when they... Sold him there because of Adnan Januja. Oh, that's what I
0: was thinking of. Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. He everything. He played on Dortmund. He went to United. He's on loan. He'll be sold. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. No, sorry. it's
1: no, but like it's kind of the same thing. Like with when they got Yedlin, I mean, he rarely played on their first team, he was on their under 23 team most of the time. And then they loaned him to Newcastle. Newcastle bought him. So yeah. it's kind of like with Americans, essentially, yeah, you're getting into these no, big you're very pro- true. You're getting into these big programs, but at the same time, though. I say, there's, so, there's so much is, glut there that you just don't have enough time for playing unless you're that
0: good. Yedlin's world talent, speed, and and he's probably going to go down in history, in my opinion, as one of the best American defenders of all time. Oh, absolutely, because of what he has done and what he can do in the teams he's been on. For me, um, in European soccer, wise, tr- really, he's not the talent. He's a Kyle Walker with less foot skills. And I'm not saying foot skills, um, sorry. That's that's good, actually. I like that. He's Kyle Walker with less of a touch. He's Kyle Walker without um, the ability to move and pass. And it's not that Yedlin can't move or pass, but it's just he's not as good at it. No, no,
1: and that's that's fair. Especially because when, I mean, you grow up and you go to the Seattle Sounders Academy, you're learning different than going to the Tottenham Academy. That's the same as,
0: as Jordan Morris sticking at Seattle. It's the same as... A couple guys that stick in the MLS and just say we're doing it here. But here's
1: the thing, though. Bravo to the younger people for this extent, at least. They're saying, okay, we're young, and we could go overseas well, and, and get better. But to it's be also- fair,
0: Jordan Morris would have been sued if he didn't go, because he grew what up in he grew up in Seattle's academy.
1: Right, and he had their rights, but he also, after he graduated from Stanford, I thought he had offers to go overseas. If he he did, but to. it was
0: something weird. I I'll have to share the article. There's something weird about like how he started in Seattle so he would have been sold, quote unquote. Right. Even though no German team would have bought I, long story mm, short, okay. I, I really
1: think Polchick should leave Dortmund to where he goes is his own decision. Obviously. I'd be very intrigued to see him with Tottenham, but I if he does go to Tottenham, I know how um Pochettino likes his players and he would have to build up his like. Well if he goes mess. there
0: then they'll probably sell someone else depending on how he does. But all right. um, That was our soccer talk. Soccer is by far one of our favorite sports. Um, It is. We need to go to Piper's
1: again sometime. Yeah.
0: Piper's pub in in Pittsburgh. South side is one of the better pubs for it. Shout out. Please
1: sponsor us. We love you.
0: (laughs) I've played soccer my whole life. And and Greg's been um, very analytical analytical as a Southampton fan who, who we love to buy players off of.
1: Thank you. So let's. Get into uh, hey, the I'll, NFL. I'll gladly take that transfer fee from Virgil Van Dyke. Just saying. <laughs> so just saying. Shit. He's so shit. I don't care. We got He's seven, so we got shit.
0: Seventy-five million. He's basically the John Stones, except twenty 75 years older. Million.
1: Man. Love All right. It. So let's
0: talk about the NFL draft.
1: Oh man, Greg,
0: uh, you saw a mix-
1: or, uh, this was Mel's. This was Mel. Tell me what's up. Oh god. Okay. So Mel Kiper released. I don't. He did release his first mock draft today. And credit to him, because first off, he Oh, put, credit to Tom McShay for dropping his two weeks ago. I know, especially. Uh, t- first off, Mel Kuyper, just to give like a home thing for this sec, he actually put Rashawn Evans for the Steelers at 28, which I think is going to be the popular pick for us moving forward. You say Rashawn Evans? Rashawn Evans. Rashawn, sorry, Rashawn, he's the linebacker from Alabama. I don't see it happening. Okay. I don't see it happening, but we'll get to that eventually. But Mel Kuyper, oh, God the number 1 overall pick yeah, for the for stupid. the for the Cleveland Browns. Now I will give him credit to this. He said in his <laughs> he said in his column that they need a quarterback, which is kind of a it's a sketchy area right there. The Browns need a quarterback. They do need a quarterback, but we'll get to the whole argument about when they should go first or fourth with that. But Mel Kiper decided to put Josh Allen as the number 1 overall quarterback. And had the number one overall selection for the Browns. And what really intrigued me about it was his response to it. Because I think someone asked him what was his completion percentage and what were the stats he put up at Wyoming. And you know what his response was? Stats are for losers. Stats are for losers. And that kind of intrigued me. Mel also
0: said, just a reminder, a mock draft is a projection of where I think prospects will be picked, not a ranking. And dropped his top 25 prospect rankings. Right. and Listen, you
1: you idiot. And first off, Saquon Barkley is the best prospect. Saquon Barkley
0: is by far the most talented football player in this draft. Yes. That's
1: not even debatable. What it comes down to is you're
0: really trying to take Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a body. Josh Allen is a guy that went to Wyoming. Why do you think he's at Wyoming, Mel? Not knocking, but why do you think he's at Wyoming?
1: Well, when he was initially recruited, it was probably like, you know, No, he's at Wyoming because he couldn't go to another program, man. (sighs)
0: It's it's why. It's Jesus Christ. It's. All right. So, everybody that is listening, I was talking about my Josh Allen take, and in the middle of, of my goddamn Josh Allen take, my girlfriend comes to the door and it's locked, and now she put the headphones on, and I. You're, i'm gone i'm flustered you're I'm under out
1: so it. much pressure right now and i love it because i can just stop school making you right resist, now kaylee i could school you so much right now and i just love Go ahead, it greg so much. tell oh. me why josh allen is the best quarterback in this draft school whoa, me. whoa, whoa, whoa. i didn't No, you said school me do it no no i'm gonna school you right now because first off you're making a big deal about him being at wyoming when in reality yes no okay first off any quarterback can develop taking in 30s. the number
0: one overall i'm not saying he deserves quarterback taking number one overall not in a big program UCLA is a big <sighs> program.
1: Damn it. Uh, yeah, you got me beat. That's there. my problem. Okay. Okay, no, but here's my thing that I was kind of intrigued by what Mel said was when he said stats are for losers. You're fucking nerd. Your whole job is based around stats. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, though. What's interesting is that when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Why? Well, because if you're looking at a pro prospect, then the first thing you're going to look at, you're either going to look at stats or you're going to look at, like, the RG3. The measurables. RG3.
0: RG3 with stats. So you, you want me to pick a guy right now that's on measurables?
1: Well no, no, that's what Ryan I'm saying. Ryan Leaf. Okay, but I'm trying to tell you right now, if you're looking at this from Mel's perspective, he's saying, Ryan okay, Leaf. I'm going to look at stats. Stats are for losers. I'm going to look at the measurables. Ryan There's a Leaf. give and take with that, though. Yeah, he's an
0: idiot for that.
1: Yeah, but there's a lot of talent in the NFL that didn't put up the stats in college, but yet turned out to be pretty damn good pros. There's
0: a lot of guys in college that put up the numbers and didn't turn out to be good pros. So it's a give and take.
1: It's a give and take. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yep. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Johnny I, football I have no words Oh
1: my god We're off the rails right now Alright so Greg Tell me uh, Let's do the top 5 picks right now What are the teams uh, We got Cleveland Browns at 1 At 1 Alright uh, We got the New York Giants at 2 We got the Indianapolis Colts Which at 3 Which is I, I'm sorry to interrupt you
0: Really? Did anyone think the Giants in the preseason were gonna be number two? No way. That is that is a team that we thought would be a playoff contender, possible deep Cinderella story, sleeper, I Super least, Bowl run. I thought at least eight and eight. Yeah, at the worst. At the worst eight and eight. All right, so sorry, you have uh one Browns, two Giants, three Colts.
1: Four is Browns again because of the Amazing. trade for the Texans, which, by the way, hey, they got Deshaun Watson, which is who is better than any quarterback. No, in this I'm Boston. okay with that for the Texans. Yep, and then five is the Broncos.
0: How many quarterbacks are taken in the top five, Greg? Do you think? I guess uh, let's do this. How many quarterbacks, worst-case scenario, are taken? Worst-case in the top five? Absolute. The maximum number of quarterbacks you see getting taken in the top five is? Three. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Three. And the worst case is two.
0: Give me your top five draft picks.
1: As of right now, obviously,
0: this is months away. We have not done any research, any draft picks, anything at all besides what Todd, Nick and Mel Kudber have come out with. I will be doing a ton of this work. But as of right
1: now, give me your top five picks. We're going to bombard people with this. But you remember my philosophy, man. It differs from you. You go for need. Yeah, you go for bad players. No, I go for talent like the smart people do. Fuck off. Okay, So, number one. Best talent in the draft saquon barkley number one terrible no fuck off saquon barkley number two josh rosen number three bradley chubb number four you does the, stop stop the colts take an edge rusher yes because they need it they need it yeah, their defense is all right awful. who's number four number four is the browns sam darnold number five number five is the texans no broncos
0: Broncos, sorry. That's who I was thinking of in my head. I had the colors.
1: It's okay. I was going to say Josh Allen, but you know what? I'm changing it up. I'm going to go Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: It's a very um, similar top five as of right now. I mean, last year I had um, Jonathan Allen in my number top five, and he ended up falling to 20. So we can all agree that the top five means nothing at this point.
1: That was a hell of a fall, and it was a great pickup for the Redskins.
0: Yeah. Um, For me right now, number one overall, as of right now, it's Darnold. The reason being...
1: He is not the best player in this draft, though. That's what pisses me off so much.
0: The is. best player should not be taking number one overall. Ugh,
1: that's what, that's Why wasn't Zeke taking one overall? Well, first off, Jalen Ramsey was better than Zeke. I'm going to throw that out there right there. Yeah. What uh, yeah. position is more important? Yeah. Running back or cornerback? Mm, in terms of talent, I Because when Marshawn Lynch
0: was in the league, pretty sure that Seattle team was an offensive team.
1: Mm, pretty sure Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor had a really good. Pretty say sure in that they were Super on run. the team when Marshall
0: Lynch was still the team.
1: Yeah, so, so end that conversation. Sure.
0: Oh, Number one overall, Sam Darnold. The reason being, he is a quote unquote project quarterback, mm-hmm. but he has by far the highest ceiling in this draft, and he is the most capable quarterback to one either sit behind an Alex Smith or Case Keenum, guy that Cleveland might bring in, or two. Respect the fact that he's gonna be shit for a few years. Josh Rosen would literally retire after his rookie year.
1: I heard this interesting comment on the Stick to Football podcast yeah. with Matt Miller. Cleveland, they think that the big issue with them is that they need to draft guys who hate to lose. And I understand. I kind of like that logic. Actually, I don't when I think about it. Really? Why? Rosen
0: hates to lose so much that he'd quit football. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Rosen hates – he – he Johnny Football hates to lose. Okay. I mean, he got a cocaine addiction and started you – know. I
1: I mean, but the problem is that there's a difference in the level between it. When he hates to lose, yeah, but he yeah, can always but go back to, like, everything he else. Hates he hates
0: to lose one. probably more than anyone on the planet, but he has a cocaine addiction yep. and fell back on his parents. That's my only disagreement <laughs> with that whole – and no, I'm not saying that the Cleveland Browns don't do that. Like, I totally understand you are saying that, but for me – that is the worst approach of all time.
1: Okay. That, because that, that, that's Matt. I'm sure
0: Philip Rivers hates to lose.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's just Matt Miller's mindset. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there.
0: So yeah. That's why I don't use his big board when we do the draft prospects. Whoa,
1: you don't use it for fan speed? Fuck Matt Miller, man. I, don't I like, like his... I don't I don't like Bleacher
0: Report as much as I thought I did. I like Chris Sims, but I don't really care for them. All right. Um. So one, Darnold. Two, Rosen. Three, to so the Colts. Minka Fitzpatrick. The best secondary help, get uh, get um, Malik, Malik Hooker some help. Mm-hmm. Um, four to the Browns against Saquon Barkley. And five, going Josh Allen. Reason wow, being, okay. and I know I gave a lot of shit about him being number one overall. My reason being, if the Denver Broncos get a quarterback, I think they should go hard after two guys this offseason, Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins. Denver gets a quarterback, instant Super Bowl contender. Instant Super Bowl contender. Contender.
1: Yeah, because they actually have someone who could throw the ball to Demarius Thomas and also – Emmanuel Sanders. And Emmanuel Sanders. And they actually get some pressure off of C.J. Anderson, who's their entire offense. Well,
0: Jamal Charles, C.J. Anderson, mm-hmm.
1: Devontae Booker. They have the best defense in the league when it's
0: healthy, ready to go, good to go, healthy now. Minka would look really good in that secondary, though, just saying. Yeah, so would a quarterback be in order to throw the ball.
1: Fair enough on that part.
0: Again, this is, this is Deke with thoughts from the bench and the – Craig and thoughts from the bench in the Two Beers Deep podcast. And, um, this is our third episode. We, we thank everybody that listened to the past two. Obviously, Chance from Keep Pittsburgh Dope killed it in the first one, even though I killed him in Madden. So I want to rematch on that chance.
1: Poor chance. Um,
0: and two, Mars Jackson, uh, Pittsburgh rapper, killed it in the second interview. Please check out Chance. Um, on SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everything. You know, he's he's killing it. He's a great guy. Mars, you were my um,
1: homie, man. Yeah,
0: Mars. Mars instantly killed it with this. Greg and him talk about wrestling, and I, I'm gonna have both them back on. They're very just good guys to have around. Good sports talking guys, and
1: we're gonna take over that podcast. By the way, when that happens, yeah. And,
0: and realistically, I, I genuinely enjoy talking with people that have a sports background because they have a certain mentality um thank you for bearing with us we had about you know almost an hour of of our actual two beers deep sports content again greg and i are going to be doing this once a week um where three i guess technically three times a month we're going to be doing a Mm -hmm. sports podcast where we just enjoy talking about sports and then once a month interviewing people um right now it's in the pittsburgh area guys that are making moves guys that are um, influencing culture and the environment that had sports to grow up with.
1: We want to shine a spotlight on everyone who is essentially making a lot of waves in the city of Pittsburgh because we do love the city of yeah, Pittsburgh. And,
0: and how uh, playing a sport growing up affected uh, their decision and their, their empire and everything of that sense. Um, we actually just found out today who our next month's guest is going to be. And it is going to be somebody that you'll have to wait and find out. Later on.
1: Way to leave them um, hanging, man. Way to leave them hanging.
0: Shout out to um, my girlfriend, Kaylee, who is now going to get two seconds to say her Instagram while I spin the mic around.
1: And go. Two seconds. No one, wants one on two. At Kaylee Essel. Just my
0: name. How many S's? How many L's? Um, K-A-Y-L-E. <laughs> okay.
1: <Stop. sighs> if you want it that bad, you can search for it, people.
0: No I'll post that. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Two Beers Deep. Again, Greg and Deke, thoughts on the bench. Two Beers Deep, and uh,
1: you know what? Really, I I just I guess we're out. I'm not fired today. Amazingly. Hey, no, 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 no.